A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Did WWE ban face masks from TV tapings? We'll talk about it in a moment. Plus, a WWE star plans a hiatus from the company and a WWE legend is getting a sitcom. For Wednesday, June the 17th, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. So real life fans returned to WWE tapings this week and there was some talk that those fans were banned from wearing face masks during the tapings. The company has responded to these allegations with the following. A select number of friends and family were permitted to attend a WWE TV production. These individuals were required to participate in medical screenings prior to entering the closed set at our training facility and were kept apart from in-ring performers and production personnel. Attendance was below 20% capacity and social distancing guidelines were adhered to with at least six feet between parties. Thus, face masks were not required. WWE believing that there was no need for face masks at the TV tapings. Now, they weren't banned per se. However, judging by the wording used there and in a few other sources... They were certainly discouraged. John Albert of Spectrum Sports 360 in Florida says, The fans I spoke to told me they never felt pressured by WWE to wear a mask for TV purposes or for any other reason. They confirmed temperature checks and signed waivers as well. One noted they were in a group that had masks on them and chose not to wear them when the taping started. And on Wrestling Observer Live, Brian Alvarez said that he was told that Kevin Dunn specifically told fans that, quote, if you want to wear a mask, then stay at home. And if you want to wear a mask, then you're not a fan. I mean, if this is wording coming from somebody high up within WWE, this is pretty damning stuff. It shouldn't be a case of you should be discouraged from wearing a mask. I understand that aesthetically they might not want people wearing masks in the crowd, but this is the state of the world today. You kind of just have to go with it. On the subject of fans from the TV tapings, WrestleTalk revealed that the roster were unaware that a small group of fans had been allowed to attend the tapings that night until they reported, they had read the reports by Brian Alvarez and John Alba. This lack of communication has led to quite a few members of the WWE roster becoming so frustrated with the company that they are considering a hiatus until after the pandemic ends and things get back to a semblance of normal currently guys like Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns are currently on hiatus from WWE and possibly more names could be joining them soon 
It's been a tough PR week for WWE in general. It was just yesterday where we had stories about uh, the Saudi Arabia trip in October rear their ugly head once again. So uh, in a lawsuit currently being filed against WWE, uh, one anonymous former WWE wrestler recounted what happened that night on October 31st and claiming that it wasn't a technical issue that kept them in Saudi Arabia. It was, in fact, something a bit more sinister than that and they were held there due to several issues between Vince McMahon and the Prince of Saudi Arabia. So these statements came out and in a statement made to Forbes, WWE rebutted with the following. After the court appointed a third firm to be lead counsel, WWE provided all three law firms with specific detailed facts from the persons with actual knowledge of the situation, including the phony allegations about the plane. The first two law firms then dropped their lawsuits to avoid sanction motions, but the third firm chose to ignore the specific facts they had been provided and instead cited an unnamed disgruntled former wrestler with no knowledge of the facts. WWE is preparing its response to the lawsuit and will be moving to have it dismissed. We will have more on this as it comes through at cultaholic.com. Some bad news for a WWE developmental group this morning. PW Torch obtained a private Facebook message board post from Gabe Sapolsky, the vice president of talent relations, creative and marketing for Evolve. Sapolsky revealed that he was closing this private Facebook group because there are no plans to run any Evolve shows in the near future. PW Torch confirmed that this was indeed a post from Gabe Sapolsky, and according to sources, Evolve is going to go on a hiatus as a result of the pandemic. Sapolsky told the roster in the post on Facebook that he wants them all to stay in touch, and this is just a fork in the road. Tough break for Evolve, who for the last 10 years have been doing some really great stuff. It was back in 2015, they formed a partnership with WWE in order to scout talent for NXT, basically becoming the NXT of NXT. And we hope that they can find a way to get back up and running very soon. Some good news for WWE. The post-backlash episode of Monday Night Raw got the ratings back on track. 1.9 million viewers on the USA Network, according to Show Buzz Daily. That's an 11% boost from last week's show. And back to the sort of figures they were getting before WrestleMania 36. Two guys very much at the centre of Monday Night Raw over the last couple of weeks have been Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. They just had a match, a backlash for the WWE title. Looks as if their rivalry will be continuing. It was a rivalry, according to sources close to WrestleTalk, uh, that was pitched by them themselves to higher-ups in WWE. They previously had a really heated rivalry as part of TNA Wrestling, and it looks as if both men enjoyed working together so much in the past uh, that they knew they could put on some great matches if given the chance to. So both men uh, really see the value in working together, not just for backlash, but going forward. So as I say, don't be surprised if this rivalry continues between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. 
Speaking of Drew McIntyre, he recently revealed that he had plans to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling just before he got the call from WWE. He said to Sports Illustrated recently, before Hunter called to come back to WWE, the place I was going next was Japan. My style would have been perfect there and I could learn so much. The two opponents on the top of my list were Tanahashi and Okada. Osprey would be great as well. I wrestled him outside of WWE in a couple of my favorite matches, but still, I have to go with Tanahashi and Okada. You never say never. On the subject of New Japan, they've announced four additional events that are going to be part of their schedule in July. It's great to see NJPW finally start to pick up momentum once again. New Japan Road at Corican Hall on Monday the 20th of July. We've got Sengoku Lord as Saturday the 25th of July and the 27th 31st of July back at Corican Hall for Summer Struggle 2020. Fans will be allowed to attend the shows, but the venues will be at a reduced capacity and there'll be details on requirements for attending on the official website. Stardom also getting back to it this month, Sunday, June 21st, with an event titled Stardom Is Again. You'll be able to watch it online uh, on the 21st of June, and there will be uh, a limited number of uh, fans in attendance for that as well. Uh, tickets on sale right now for Stardom Fan Club members only. You can get details about uh, requirements for attending over at Stardom's website right now. The return of Stardom and the return of New Japan uh, is really wonderful to see. Both companies that just completely stopped during uh, the height of the pandemic, really getting their motions moving again, which is great. Angel Garza, according to Talk Sports, is being referred to as a young Eddie Guerrero by WWE Chairman Vince McMahon. McMahon is really high on Garza right now, and he's become one of Vince's favorite wrestlers on the roster. Of course, Eddie Guerrero, a timeless legend in WWE, and it can't be a bad thing to be compared to one of the best. Impact Wrestling have been dropping hints left, right and centre about former WWE guys appearing as part of Slammiversary. Last night, they continued that by not only airing a video revealing that at least one former world champion will make their return to Impact at Slammiversary, but also last night on Impact, as Moose successfully defended his TNA Heavyweight Championship they played EC3's old theme music over the loudspeakers. Even the commentators acknowledging that it's EC3's theme music. Uh, now, obviously, EC3 didn't turn up, didn't come out or anything like that, but it is a massive hint as to EC3's next move. He already mentioned this or in, in passing and in a very subtle way uh, by drinking out of a TNA champion EC3 mug in a Twitter video just the other day. Strong hints, if there ever were any, that EC3 could be about to return home. And NBC have announced that The Rock is going to be the focal point of a brand new sitcom airing sometime between now and 2021. NBC have ordered 11 shows of a series tentatively called Young Rock. The Rock said in a press release, we are going to find Young Rock wreaking havoc in the streets of Hawaii. When I was a teenager getting arrested seemingly every week, doing things I shouldn't be doing, but still a good kid. 
Then we got evicted off the island and moved to, of all places, Nashville, Tennessee, where I continue to get in trouble. Just imagine me at 15 in downtown Nashville, listening to Honky Tonk, buying my first car from a crackhead for $70. I did talk him down, so I was a pretty good negotiator. Then we go into high school years. I become the University of Miami football star, if you will, until I got beat out of my position by a guy by the name of Warren Sapp, who went on to become one of the greatest defensive tackles of all time. Little hints on what we can expect from young rock, from current age rock. Expect that on NBC in the next 12 months. That'll do it for your Cultaholic Wrestling News for today. A brand new episode of Desert Island Graps tonight featuring Impact Wrestling star Cody Dina. Going to chat to him about his life and times, and he's going to pick his three favorite wrestling matches as well. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. I love you. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.